1: Welcome back to unwinding. How are we doing? How are we feeling? I'm so sorry for all the noise. I'm currently at home in Costa Rica, and if you guys have listened to the podcast for a bit, you know that when I'm here and I try to record, it's never never great because there's so much fucking noise everywhere I go. It's either the dogs, or it's the cars outside, or it's the wilderness, or it's all the people in my house, okay? So i'm sorry for this loud intro but i know you guys can hear the motorcycles because i can hear them but we're really close to like a main street okay nobody cares hi we're gonna do a quick intro today because i honestly just want to jump into this episode i'm obsessed with this conversation mainly because i love moongi so much she's been on the podcast before i will link our first episode this one is really really different this one you honestly just it's like you're at happy hour with two of your closest friends just talking shit that's what it was because or that's what it's going to feel like because that's what it kind of was minus the happy hour which like now that i'm looking back why didn't we implement a little alcohol in this i don't know but maybe they'll be for round three so i hope you guys enjoy We get into so much it's mainly covering friendships and how they change as you you know leave college and start your life and how they change when you start dating somebody and the person that you are in your friendships and what you need from people what you expect from people so many different things honestly in here and i feel like no matter what you're gonna identify with something so i can't wait to hear you guys think let me know what hit as always okay i love when you guys dm me and um, yeah, Moongi is one of my most favorite humans in the whole world and somebody just so special to me. I love her so much. And you guys are going to just see how great she is if you didn't listen to the first episode. Because if you listen to that one, then you already know. But I can't wait for you guys to get to know her. I hope you enjoy. And I will see you guys next week.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. I know, I miss it. Like, are we ever
0: no I've decided I don't want to be the product oh that's like what I've learned in working I like it's, like to be behind the scenes
1: it's such a disservice to all of us
0: because it's you're not too. I'm just yes so much it like is be behind the scenes
1: I think you're great both ways and I totally respect that you want to be behind the scenes but it's just like unfortunate for us you know
0: well thank you wait also before we get started I just want to say like, can you acknowledge how far you've come from the first episode that we did together? Because we were thinking about were that. a fight because you literally were like, Well, no, like you can't post about it. And I was like, then we're not doing the episode.
1: Honestly, I'm so grateful for that. I'm like, so I wasn't
0: laughing I was like, Ed, I'm not gonna do it if she doesn't let me post about it.
1: No, I know. And you you have every like it's like now it's baffling to me. Do yeah. you know what I mean?
0: we were like living like literally like your purpose allowed.
1: But I totally understand why I felt the way I felt in the moment. But if anything, like, I'm so grateful because that was, like, ripping a Band-Aid off. Yeah. And I wouldn't have done it or else. Like, if you wouldn't have given me that ultimatum, I wouldn't have done it. I would have just been, like
0: – Well, I understood it, but, like, it felt like you felt ashamed for doing something you loved.
1: Right. I did. Which I still like, fucking do. Weird. Sometimes. Because you yeah. like good
0: at it. Yeah, but, but it's, I, not, it's not like you're a pedophile. Like, you shouldn't be <laughs> – Like like you're doing something good and like
1: you're like, people. okay, this is like the struggle of my fucking life, dude. That it's like, I feel like I've come so far, but have you ever seen me post about any fucking thing I'm doing on my personal Instagram? Anything?
0: It's very like low key or like only friends.
1: I don't even tag people. Like I don't even tag somebody on my story because I don't want, I don't want you to know anything. And that's something I'm struggling with. And then it's it's also just such a thing with men, like I never, you'll know if I like a guy because I'll let him follow me or not.
0: On my like way to tell a guy, like what as much as I fucking
1: can, like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you say you do for work? Do you say like I'm in? I say like oh
1: social media, and I just like try to keep it rolling. Like like with Mr. Gray, the last dude we called him Mr. Gray. Um, yeah, I told him. The second time I saw him, which was when I went to D.C. to see him, and I told him because I was drunk. We were drunk one night, and he kept, like, asking questions, and I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to tell you. I told him, and I said, don't fucking, like, look for me. Don't listen to my podcast. Like, I it's not for you. Like, I'm not yeah. in your cubicle at Morgan Stanley all day watching you work. Like, I don't want you to see what I'm doing. It's not for you. It's just, like, unfortunate that it's, like, to the public, but, like, you're not my target audience. I don't want you fucking on it. But- and I felt fine because I had, like, developed trust with him. And, like, I felt fine about it, you know? And then it didn't matter. Like, then when we would hang out, like, he would watch me do all my shit here. He knew I talked about him on the podcast. I think he low-key loved it. Um, totally. He would watch me. Like, when we would go out to eat, it was, like, second nature already that, like, he would adjust the plating and, like, the drinks oh, and, and everything for
0: you before, and let yeah. me
1: take the picture, you know? Like, it just became a thing. And I loved it. Honestly, I felt so comfortable. But, for example, I just went on a date. Uh, like last week with this guy that I have the biggest crush on and I've known him for a very long time and he doesn't know anything about my life, like what I do. And we were like talking and talking and he was talking to me about his stuff and whatever. And then he was like, so talk-
0: does he live in Miami or does he live in Los Angeles?
1: He lives, in- but it's not the one you're thinking of. So this guy, um, he was like, so tell me about work. And I was like, I don't Mungy, I think I even, I think I didn't even answer the question. It's like I almost like I lo- like my brain froze and I was just like,
0: You answer like a politician. You don't like get to the answer. No at all.
1: dead ass. I was like, I don't even know what I said, but I didn't answer, and we just kept rolling. And like, it frustrates me so much because I'm so proud of what I'm doing and I love what I'm doing, but I think it's still like I think this is between me and God and me and my therapist, where it's like I just still like feel so insufficient and like inadequate in so many ways. And so, and I think, I think no matter what happens, like I tell myself, like, oh, yeah. you know, like once I my podcast, once right. my podcast, like once I sign with a network, like then I'm gonna be so fucking like this and this and this, right? And I say these things to myself, but I know these are like fucking lies because it's been like this the theme of my life where it's like it's always the goalpost, like moving and moving and moving, and me thinking that like I'm gonna get there at some point And I tell myself these lies, right? And it's not how it works. Like, I already know that it's not how it works.
0: Well, you're not, yeah, you're not gonna get there and be like, and you know what? I'm done. Like, if you sign with the network that I know you would like love to sign with, you're not gonna be like, All right, now I'm cool and I'm chilling. Like,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, like, crazy. It's like when I was when I started my IG, I said to myself, When I hit 10K, I will tell the world about this, I will post it everywhere, I will like stop hiding. I hit 10K and I was like.
0: Yeah, I think you you texted me and I was like, girl, like, why is this? No, it's like
1: irrelevant. Well, now, honestly, it it means even less to me because I feel like now everybody's a fucking influencer. Everybody has a following, which is not a bad thing. It doesn't discredit mine. It just doesn't feel like special. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's sort of lost like its appeal. Um, And I don't think that's a bad thing, again, at all. I think the space is growing, which is great, but I just feel like the emphasis that I had place on that kind of stuff I guess numerically I don't anymore now it's more just like I don't know what it is now I think it's a me problem
0: it's a, like it's I think it's how it makes you feel
1: yeah yeah because if it's a if it's a, if I meet a girl I like can't wait to tell her everything and if I meet a guy and I'm not like interested romantically I will still tell him everything but if it's somebody that I'm like ooh. I, like, won't show them anything. I think it just – I feel, like, vulnerable about it. I also, like, share a fucking lot. Like, it's – I yeah, put myself know. out there. So it's not like I'm just, like, posting pictures of my selfies all day,
0: you know? I mean, I don't know how you do it. Like, it exhausts me. What does? To, like, imagine all the work that you put into it.
1: No, I'm drowning.
0: Like <laughs> I literally like, – Like, I know you – Um, what's it called? You talk to that – What's it called? Real friendship coach or whatever. Oh, about, Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. About like envy and friendships. And like, there have been times where I'll like look at something and I'm like, oh, that package looks bomb. Like, I'm like, I'm envious. I wish I had that. And then I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, she's like put work into that that I like don't even know about. And like, I'm way too damn lazy <laughs> to like even do that. Okay, like, well, you know what I'm I
1: mean? Can I just say, I have more shit that I will ever be able to use. So if there's ever something you want and I'm dead serious. um, Okay. Well, I I love how we just got into this. Can you tell us like a little bit about yourself for anybody who's new here? Because this is your second time on the podcast. But the first time was a very different moment and a very different conversation.
0: When was it last year or the year before? 2020. Oh my God. It was 2020. Was it? Yeah.
1: Okay. How do we What's know each other? Name? What's your name? Where are you from? What's your sign? What do you What do you love to do in
0: this world? Where am I from? Hmm. So my name is Moongi, one of your best friends. Um, I don't know where I'm from. I'm a th- I, <laughs> consider myself, like, I consider myself a third culture kid. So like I'm from everywhere. You know. I don't
1: know where I'm from. Yeah. So what do you say when somebody on the street says like Where are you from?
0: Okay. Do You want to hear how I say it to people? Yeah. I go okay. Born in Connecticut, but my whole family is South African, but I was raised in Nashville and I went to boarding school in Maryland and then I went to college um, in D.C. and did my master's in London. And I'm like, so I'm kind of like from everywhere. No, yeah, you really are. Like, you're like, okay. And I'm like, but my whole family is South African.
1: I always say you're South African.
0: Well, I call myself South African American. Um, but we went to college together. We were in the same sorority. My husband would, um, whenever he hears about sorority girls, he like has just the dirtiest thoughts. I love
1: Ruby's husband so much. I like... Low-key love him more than I love her. I mean, you know. She just
0: thinks that like sororities are way more fun like they than they actually are. Like Yeah. Like as a British man, they obviously just like have these visions.
1: Well they're horny fucking men. Also, I feel like sororities are probably so different in other like in the South. Like it's probably a well, whole different also, experience. I think
0: he's just like watching movies and I'm like, no, nah, that just like didn't happen. Yeah. Um and so we've been friends since college. I we we talked about this last time. I still don't know like when we became close.
1: So I literally – I have a little outline even though I was like I don't need one with you but just because sometimes I can just talk out of my ass and I wanted to make sure – there's actually a few things in here that I genuinely want to ask you. Yeah. And one of them was like, yeah, like how did how did we start to get along so well and so naturally because, no
0: idea.
1: because it wasn't – I remember one moment. You know when you you're like making a new friend? Also, guys – we were going to – we're sort of going to go all over the place, but the intention was to talk about friendships just because Mungi is not only just, like, an incredible friend, but, like, is so good at navigating, I think, different people and friendships and different seasons of friendship, so I just, like, love to talk to her about this, but – I think you know. So you know when you're making a new friend, it's kind of like dating. Like you're you're kind of like yeah. you know like
0: showing your best self.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're like showing your best self, and like you get excited, and like you're super attentive to like their texts at the beginning and whatever. And I remember we had a date one day. We went to this wine bar in oh, Maryland.
0: That, that's what it was. That's what it was.
1: And it was just us. And we did like a tasting. A, we did a tasting, it's like
0: a flight kind of thing. Yeah. We yeah.
1: Yeah, that was, like, our first date alone, and I remember leaving that, and I was like, wow, well, I think she's going to be, like, one of my good friends. You know what I mean? Like, something, like, hit me. Like, something just clicked, and then, yeah, but it was so – I think that's – I think sometimes with friendships, it can happen really fast, but I think it's also so nice when it just kind of just – it just, like, flows. Like, there's – not that there was an effort put into it because there was – but we weren't like chasing each other it was just so like easy well
0: i think you also like allow your friends to have like different groups and different like vibes and things and so like we could like always like get chipotle with each other or like go like town hall and get fries but like i was like the great above so like i'm like still hanging out with like my like specific pledge class and my roommates and then like you had like your pledge class and like your friends and then also like friends outside of sorority. And so I think it's like, just like allowing people to be like complex.
1: Totally. And I think something that made us click was that I was older in my pledge yeah. class because I had yes, transferred. And I
0: was too, and mine. Yeah.
1: I, I was older and I felt, I mean, I felt off. Like I felt weird in my pledge class. Like I didn't feel integrated at all. Maybe that's my fault as well for not trying as much. I was definitely just, like, such a different human in college than I am now. Like, I was – I feel like I was – oh, my God. I was so lost. I was so insecure. I was, like, grieving still. I was in a very, like, fragile state, and I feel like I did the best I could, but I definitely, like, I'm just so different now, which is obvious. You know, we change and grow, but I, I, I always felt off in my pledge class because I felt like I was, like – the older one out, like the older, like, just like, do you know what I mean? I just felt like the odd one out. No no one made me feel that way. I think I did that to myself. And so when I started to get close with Moongi, I just felt like identified. Because I was like, I feel like we're like almost the same age. I feel just, you know, you just like click. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it.
0: That's why I'm saying like, I don't remember like when it like, yeah like sometimes you're just like, oh, all of a sudden we were friends.
1: Yeah. What do you think makes us compatible? Um, Like, how would you describe me if you were describing me to somebody? How would you describe me?
0: um, I think, like, hilarious sense of humor.
1: Yeah, I'm a comedian. Humor,
0: like, for us, kind of, first, like, we're just, like, always laughing. It's probably – we probably have um, partially inflated sense of self because you just said I'm a comedian and I just say to people all the time, I'm like, I'm so damn funny. Like, I'm sorry (laughs) for making you laugh so much.
1: The only thing I'm, like, so confident about – Of myself is like my brain, like not the chemical imbalance that I have, but like how funny I am, you know?
0: I also think the other thing is like the way that you said you felt lost. I didn't feel lost necessarily in college. I think I actually was like crazy. Um, You were
1: wild. I
0: think after college, I felt lost. And I feel like around the same time, we sort of like I think our friendship started in college, but it wasn't like made there like I think it's been made since we left and I think around wait elaborate
1: on that like why do you feel that way
0: like I think around the same time we started to like be really interested in like our personal development yeah and so like I didn't think that I felt lost until after I left college and then I was like okay this is like I need to like you know figure out who I am like what I want and this isn't a great thing but I think that like through your therapy and also through my therapy like I'm confident, but I don't necessarily have the highest self-esteem and Mm. those things are different. And so I think we've learned that there's a difference between confidence and self-esteem and the self-esteem is what we're working on, which is why I think it's like continued because we may not like talk all the time, but the things that we like care for now are still like the same as they were when we've like first started our friendship. Yes. Like, we may have evolved, but there's, like, still an understanding.
1: And I think because we've both done so much work and, like, always do work on ourselves, like, I'm able to have conversations with you that just have so much depth. Like, I know you'll understand because even if you're not able to understand the exact situation because maybe you've never been through it, you're still just – I feel like you've always probably been wise beyond your years. Like I'm sure people always said that to you. Or maybe it's just all the things that you've been through as well. That it's like so easy to talk about anything. And I think we're both like – I'm not a small talker. Like I like to like get into it. And you're like that as well. We love to have a good time and we can have a good time.
0: But I'm a bit of a grandma now. I can't have that much time No, me
1: either, honestly. But I feel like when it comes down to – I guess more just like the morals and like the values, like they're just so aligned, always have been. And I think we have a a very nice like understanding of like, I think especially as I get older, I start to realize that there's different things that I need in my friends and different things that I need them to understand. And I think that always changes. And you're so good at setting boundaries. And I actually have like an example of this. But something that I love about you is that I don't feel this like pressure if like I don't text you back right away or I miss your call or I don't do this or I don't do that. Like I can just text you and say, I'm so sorry. I'm having such an anxious day. Like call you in a few days and you'll be like, love you here if you need me. Like it's so understanding, which is so nice. It's so nice to have.
0: I think that has come through. Me having like a friendship that I had to like reengineer, where we were like so so close in each other's pockets, and then I like left the U.S. to go do my masters, and like this person felt like we should stay the same, but like we were just in different spaces. And I can't like be the same like in another. I can mostly in another country. Like I've I've tried to be the same to people, but there are things like I can't just like fly. To the US when I'm doing a master's and I'm like not making money. And so we literally had to be like, okay, we are like not necessarily best friends if this is what you think a best friend is because like I'm in school and my mother is paying for my life and I can't just like make her pay for me to fly home to like do this for you. And so I literally had to be like, I personally cannot be what you want a best friend to be. And so I think being able to be like, okay, you know what? I can't be everything for everyone has taught me that, like, everyone doesn't have to be everything for me. Like, sometimes I don't want to respond to a text right away because, like, I just want to read it and then, like, put my phone down because I'm, like, really enjoying a book. So how can I, like, get mad at someone for, like, not responding right away? I
1: have said this so many times where it's, like, I think expecting one person to be everything for you, whether that's in a friendship or romantically, like, that is a situation that I don't want to be in. And, I mean, I feel grateful that I can – even have the option. I think that's even an option to have because I have an abundance of friendships. I don't have a family really, but I have an abundance of friendships. So like I, you know, I can be in that position, but I just think you, like you said it, you can't be everything to everybody. Cause that means you're probably sacrificing being something for yourself. So expecting somebody else to be that way for you is just not like it's unrealistic and it's putting so much pressure and expectations on a friendship. But I think we're all so different and that's the hard part where it's like I think something I wanted to get into was first of all setting boundaries and how to do it in a way that won't hurt somebody or or if setting a boundary does potentially come with maybe making somebody feel a little bit uncomfortable like is it just like tied do you know what I mean because something that I love about Moongi is that I didn't even ever like realize it you know but like you're so good at setting boundaries and it's something that I've seen even in person. So we're in a long distance committed relationship and we've seen each other in London and Atlanta. Am I missing something? And Madrid. Oh, in Madrid. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was so fun. Anyway, um, so so we're long distance, right? And so sometimes like let's say I'll just call her out of the blue on a Thursday at 6.30 PM and let's say she is with Ed, her husband, and – you know, they're just having a date night, whatever. Like I won't get a call back. I won't get a text back. And then maybe the next day in the afternoon, she'll text me back and say, Hey, sorry. I was having date night. Um, hope you're having a great day. Let's catch up in a few days. Like it's, it's so just, you know, it's not this like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't know. It's just like, Hey, I was busy. Love you. And like, let's find a new time to talk. And it's just, like it, it can literally be that simple, right? And obviously I think all your friendships are going to be different. Like there's people that I'm sure we both have those people where it's like you talk every day, even if it's just like one text or whatever, yeah. right? But then you have other friendships like us, for example, we don't talk every day, but it doesn't make me feel any less closer. It doesn't make me care any less. It doesn't make me anything. Like even if we don't talk every single day, when I think of like, who are my like ride or dies, like your name is always on my, in my mind. And so I think that just goes to show how friendships are all so different. It's so situational. But if somebody was trying to implement more boundaries with certain friends, what would you say to them?
0: Well, I think – so the thing with like that like evening time, I think the way that I actually figured that out was like by mistake is because Ed and I were long distance for like two years. And so whenever we would like – because I, I do think I'm in the friend that like usually is around on the phone and like will we'll be there for people if they need it. But I do need a bit of a warning so that like I have the energy. And so when we, too. Were distance, when we were long distance, my friends who lived in other places who I, I think like we probably talked more when Ed and I were long distance, I'd be like, okay, Ed is in town for like these four days. So like I'm not doing things yeah, because like we got to see each other. We got to like make sure our relationship Fuck. is first. And then, okay. Um, <laughs> wow, that's so rude. Um and then i'm like back because like i'm here the whole rest of the week to talk but then now that we live together like you know we like like to cook dinner and then like watch house and then like read a book or whatever like take some gummies and go to sleep and so i'm like i'm not at my best from like 6 p.m onwards because that's when i'm like trying to like relax and if you were calling me with an issue You would be there.
1: I know. I know. know. I
0: would be there. But also if you called me with an issue at 6 PM and someone like had hurt you, like my mind is like ready to fight. Like I need to be in a normal mood during the day. If it's 6 PM when I'm like, you know, like starting to relax, I'm going to like kill the person. Like there's no rationality going on. (laughs) Um, so I think you literally do it like bit by bit, like what makes you feel comfortable. And also you have to explain why. Like you don't have to go into too many details because at the end of the day like they're your friends. So like they like you don't have to justify it, but you just explain why because then people understand and I think it helps them like decide what they need as well. Like they can be like, "Oh, you're right. Like I've just been like doing this with you because I thought it's what you needed, but if you're telling me like this isn't the case, then like I can change that behavior and I'll have more time to like do this with my kid or something."
1: When you were saying like I realized this without even trying to, I think that's on like getting to know yourself as well and and what you need and what you need can change all the time. Like right now, maybe this is just the season where it's like, I want my nights to be a certain way. And again, there's literally nothing wrong with that. And once you start establishing that with like the people in your life, like now I, like, I know now, do you know what I mean? Like after the first few times, like I know now, like, and I know, I know if I needed something and I was like, I need you to pick up the phone. I know you would be there. But I also know like, oh, they're probably like, you know, having like dinner, like I'm going to text you tomorrow. And so I, I mean, I love that. I think it is like little by little. And But I think some people might be scared maybe to implement those boundaries because they don't want to hurt somebody. But then ultimately they're hurting themselves by not like doing what they want to do. Like I think it can be like a blurry line too.
0: Also, I think if you don't implement those boundaries, it's not fair to your friend because you start resenting that Totally. For not in your mind about a boundary that you needed because you didn't say anything so that's not fair absolutely So like, i can't like then be mad that you keep calling me at six if i never said like yo actually i'm better in the day like i know you like to do a nine to five so <laughs> i may suggest nine to five yeah. but like that's not necessarily what i'm gonna get out of you yeah. so then we gotta like we gotta
1: like, we're like are you I'm free like- in two months <laughs>
0: You gotta compromise and like figure out a time because yeah. you like you like to do your nine to five and I'm like well I'm like I'm all over the place like I can do whatever hour in the middle of the day but like if I didn't tell you that yeah
1: and, like, how would you I know
0: it, yeah and I was getting mad at you about that that's not fair to you and now I'm mad at you so now I'm not I don't know now I'm not having like authentic conversations with you because I'm pissed about something you didn't know
1: how would you describe the friendships in your life right now
0: well I tells everyone I've literally cut out like of my friends.
1: (laughs) Really? Well, I remember if you guys listened to our first episode, which I will link in the show notes because it's such a special episode. And it was also one of, we were just talking about this before we started recording. I, as you guys know, was hiding from the world. And when we were getting ready to podcast, I think it was even after we podcasted, I told Mungi, I was like, can we just like not, can you just not post this? I don't know how I even said it, but I was like, we, basically
0: we had a talk about the podcast. And then at the end you were like, Oh, by the way. No, you texted me after we got off the phone. And you were like, Oh, by the way, um, can you not I was like, You're not
1: gonna you're not gonna share this, right? That. And you were like, okay. uh I obviously I, I am.
0: I, I, did you just do you wanna hear what your girlfriend just said to me? Because like, I think she's crazy. I literally was like, I think she's insane.
1: <laughs> and it was only because Moongi and I obviously have so many like we we had a She has a bunch of people from college on her IG. And at that moment, I was still really hiding. And so to me, that was like terrifying. Like it wasn't about her. It wasn't about me. It was uh, no, it was about me. It was I don't want them to see what I'm doing because I'm so still insecure and I feel so fragile and I feel so like shameful. I don't know why the fuck.
0: How much like good feedback did you get from like those people?
1: No, totally, totally. And so that was one of those moments, like I will never forget that moment because she was like, well, if we can't share it and like my publicist can't share it either, like we're not doing it. And I, I said, okay, like I was so upset about it. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm sorry. I just like I'm not there yet. Like I was, yeah. I felt like shit. But you came and I said slept- I slept on it, yeah. And you were you were fine. Like I'm sure you were upset, but you were so understanding. You were like, "Listen, I get it. Like it's your journey. Like no, I can't." I wasn't
0: upset. I got it, and I was like, "But I'm gonna put this on her. Like I'm gonna. I'm not totally I'm not bluffing. Like this is a no until you decide that like you're okay. Yeah, or not. and that's like that was more of my brandy rose. It's like we're we're posting it or we're not.
1: But you were so kind about it, and I think there's something about like killing people with kindness. Like it's not like I think if you would have been like annoyed at me or fr- like it just you really just kind of removed yourself from the situation and you were just like that's fine i respect it you do what you got to do i'm going to you know hold off on this cuz it doesn't feel right for me and i felt i like couldn't sleep that night i was so fucking frustrated with myself cuz obviously i was dealing with that at that moment where it's like i felt like why am i hiding like why am i still well, hiding you were
0: discussing it in therapy too. yeah
1: yeah and so i was like oh, oh my god yeah Steph had the full lowdown i was like what do i do like you know And so I woke up the next day and I was like, you know what? Like, maybe this is my moment. Like, maybe this is one of those moments where I just fucking do it. And who better than to do it with, you know? Like, somebody that I feel so safe with. And so I texted you. I remember and I was like, are you still down? I don't know how I did it. And you were like, what? I
0: was like, yeah, of course. I kind of had a feeling you would come around.
1: Yeah. And then we did it and it was great. And nothing catastrophic happened the way I thought it was going to. And, and
0: I think a lot of people that we have in common were like, "Oh my God, love this."
1: I know, and I always think like people are going to be like, "What the fuck is she doing?" You know, because
0: they are. They're probably not. My even. mind
1: is just so mean to me, and I. And it's not that I think I'm the center of the universe. Let's make that very clear. It's just that it's like this, like hella fear of perception and judgment. That it's like. Oh, no, I get it.
0: I always tell my therapist, I'm like, okay, well, all those people like probably think because like i don't have blood that i'm like lazy and she's like Mim, who are all those people i'm no, like literally know. like who like, you know all of them and she's like who
1: are they and i'm like literally all of those people it's so, but it's so crazy right how it's like we're yeah. so centered in our own like universe and life and problems and situations where we feel like we're that we are the center of everybody else's universe as well and they're sitting around just thinking oh wow i can't believe me. like no and one is
0: like, nobody's thinking about me literally
1: But so wait, so that's what I was saying. So, what were we saying in that first episode?
0: We talked about. Oh, I had like talked about how I had like ended a lot of.
1: Oh, that's what I was saying, right? So, so that episode that we did was kind of in the resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, and we talked in depth about everything that was going on in that moment. And you were saying how you know a lot of people in your life, I guess, showed. I don't know how to say it. Like their are true colors in a way or just you. your values were not aligned. Yeah, the values. Your you values know. were not aligned and we don't fuck with people whose values are not the same as ours, period.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I stepped away from a lot of people then. And I don't think I've necessarily stepped away from anyone recently, but like I do think, you know, like, I don't know. The person who I am is still the same, but I just like, am not doing the same stuff I was doing in college. So, me either. so like, I'm not going out all the time. I also am on an SSRI that like makes me super, super tired. And the next day, if I drink, I feel super low, like heightened, yeah. than like, like depressed. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and so I like, now I'm like every day when I'm like, hmm, what is that mood from? Like every mood I have now, I ask myself like, what could have contributed to it? And so many of them have been like alcohol. So I'm like, I don't wanna like go out and get wasted. Like, I'll go to no, it, I get it. someone's baby I get shower it. and like be sober. I'll go to dinner and like be sober. But I don't wanna like just like spend the whole weekend drinking because I know I'm gonna wake up on Sunday so anxious. So I can't sad. do it anymore. Yeah. And so I think like with that, like I probably taken less trips and it, and then that kind of like, you know, that like reduces your group. And I think most of my friends actually are like you, like long distance who, I either talk to, like, every now and then, but it's the same. And then a few friends, like, in the UK who I talk to, like, we have, like, a weekly date or whatever. Um, and I think I just do better with long-distance relationships. It's because I, like, love when people miss me. I really I, I do. So, I, I, I think we're the I'll same with you.
1: that. I don't. I don't love to be missed. I feel like it's not that I love to be missed. Like, of course I love to be missed but i just love my fucking space. I like to be on my time. I like to do things my way. I'm in a season of life where I'm really busy and trying to trying to just work as a lot. Like I'm just in a building phase which requires just more hours, right? Like right now, like I hope I'm not working this much when I'm fucking 50 cuz I will die. But like right now, it's what I want to do, what i need to do. So i think i also love I love a long distance moment. Honestly,
0: focus on like what is happening, but it doesn't have to change like the actually really good quote that has to do with this. So I'm reading this book by Dolly Alderton. Okay, She's this English author and it's called Everything I Know About Love. And then like at the end, it's like and everything I know about like being 30. And she's she's talking and it's like kind of autobiographical. Holy Mm -hmm. cow. And she's talking about like friendships and like her best friend from when they were literally like five moves in the boyfriend they get engaged like and she's so upset about it like so so upset and her friend keeps saying like it doesn't have to change anything and like come on like when you like get a partner like it does change things but the things that she wrote like literally like stuck with me and I kind of think this is like our friendship she said everything will change the love that we have for each other stays the same but the format the tone the regularity and the intimacy of our friendship will change forever but it's like the love is still there So like you can bring in new things like this takes up so much more of your time than when you were working like a nine to five, but that's fine with me. Like, because this is like what fulfills you and makes you happy. I am a homebody now. And like, that doesn't bother you because like you're living in Miami as well. Like, you know, we're in different spaces, but like maybe like mentally in the same place.
1: Totally. Do you think it's, or maybe not even do you think it's, but how do you think it's different that you have like your person with you. Like do you think that makes it easier to be far from friends and not have as much not interaction by any means but like being okay saying like oh I'm not going to go on these trips, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like
0: yeah.
1: cuz he's um, your best friend ultimately.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think so because like I I'm I used to not be mushy, but like I literally want to hang out with him all the time. Yeah, I mean, so, I do oh too. My God. <laughs> um. And like, honey, you're so funny. Um, so I mean, it definitely helps because like, there's always someone yeah. there to talk to. You, and sometimes, like, I don't want to talk to. You. Like, totally. We like, we were laughing at a meme where this guy was like to his wife. He was like, "What do you want for dinner?" And she was like, "I want to eat pizza alone." And I was like, "Sometimes I just want you to leave, leave me to eat Chipotle by myself and watch like Downton Abbey."
1: I'm and, one of Ed's favorites, right? Yeah, for sure.
0: They're like, they're like a select four that he and me have a group chat with, and you can tell those are the ones. Like, they're just three of us in the group chat. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, it obviously makes it easier because I always have someone to talk to if I want to. Yeah. Um, and I think what makes it different though, is that like you and I call out bad behavior with the other one. So when you text me about something that's upset you, you'll be like, but I know it's like not a big deal.
1: Oh, you're so good at putting me in my place. I'm
0: like, okay, so, but it is a big deal. Like it's a big deal. to you, So it's a big deal. And I think like, I'll say it and kind of similar to you where I'll be like, oh, I feel like such a burden on end because like I don't bring in as much and you're like but you're not a burden like so I think we call it bad behavior and with him he's a friend who like is always going to be there to remind me the way that you would that like when I'm feeling down about myself like there's no need to like he'll be like this is who you are boomgie like you need to remember this and so that helps too like besides him being my person just having someone there who literally always has your back yeah I I, Thing. Like, I don't need to go out and get drunk. Like, he has my back.
1: Right. You're, I keep saying this word, but I I swear. So, I'm saying this so much because I recorded an episode yesterday for tomorrow. Mind fuck for you guys listening because it's already live now, but um, about friendships. Well, it was about everything, but also at the end, I talked about friendships and how I really want to be more intentional with having a moment with myself before I go interact with somebody in my life, whether it's a new friend, an old friend, a group of friends, whatever. Just have a moment before I go, like, even if it's just while I'm getting ready, and just sit, sit and think to myself, like, how do I want to make them feel after this interaction? Because I'm so in tune with myself now and so self aware. Like, I know the good, the bad, the ugly that I know exactly how I feel after I am with certain people. And especially when I'm around new people, I'm like extra mindful because I've realized my energy is so fucking sensitive. I pick up everyone's shit and my tank my social tank is so so small. And I wish I would have known that years ago because everything would have made more sense. Like I feel like I was so hard on myself cuz I was like how do people have so much energy to go be social like 3 days in a row? Like I need to I I can't see you guys for like, seven days. Out, like,
0: I literally I was like how do people go out the whole weekend and then like Monday they're like happy tripper for work? Like I can't get out of bed.
1: No, I well it I didn't know myself and I didn't know so many things about myself, one of them being that I just charge alone and I think when I am with people and this is something that you're so good at like when I was gonna talk about boundaries, I was gonna mention this as well that not only are you so good at implementing them when it's like distant like distant, but when you when you are with somebody, like you're there, you're never that person who's like texting and on their phone and like you're there like you really are so present and i feel like i'm the same way and and i fucking work and live off my phone and when i'm with people i'm not on my fucking phone like yeah i'll take a picture quick and i'll take a video but i'm not going to sit there and edit and put no i'm going to do that later like i want to give you all of what i have and so i think that's even more of a reason why my tank is just so like, it's so sacred and it's so little. And I wish it was bigger because I would love to do way more things and have the capacity to be way more social. Sometimes I can do it and sometimes I can't. I know, I know like how I'm feeling now. But so when I'm with new people, I, I really like reflect after. And I'm like, how did I feel? Because I don't fucking have time to like just be around shitty friends or people that aren't making me feel that great. I'd rather be alone. I love being yeah, I love being by myself. Like I literally have no problem being alone. So so anyway, that's just something that I wanted to like that that's something that I'm trying to be more mindful of. And I think what you're saying about Ed is like you feel safe. Like you yeah. literally feel safe and that is how I want to feel with people now. Like I don't want to don't
0: have to be friends with everyone. Like I remember I think there was some, I don't know what it was, but there was some, like, argument that was happening maybe in my pledge class, and I just was, like, me and another sister were, like, it's not realistic to be friends with everyone, even in a sorority. Like, we are not going to all be best friends. I just, I'm so sorry that this is, like, the lie that has been sold to you, but, like, we, there are, what, 50, 70 of us girls? Like, we're not going to all be best friends, and it's okay because it's so unrealistic. And I, I just feel, like we we go through like what years and years and years of like all of these friends so you like feel like you have to like keep it and, you know like people are like but well, we've been friends since whenever you were my like bridesmaid and it's like things change like things it's change really, it's literally okay to like change and move on because then you have more space for like new people like just let yeah. it happen
1: yeah and I also think we have friends for different things so adding to that like you don't have to be friends with everyone, and also it's okay if somebody – you you meet them and you decide like, oh, actually, you know what? Like, I don't think I would be really tight with her, but maybe you guys have a great time going to fucking – going to the gym together. So maybe she's your gym buddy, and that's it. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be that serious. Like, it doesn't have to be more than that. You don't have to be best friends with everybody, and some people can be in your life just to like – serve a purpose. I know that sounds awful, but like, I'm sure I do that for some people as well, where it's like, we're not that close, but they know that we can do X, Y, and Z together. And I think that's okay as well. Something else I wanted to ask you is you have an abundance of friends in your life, but I know that's not the case for everybody. And I always get this question when I talk about friendships or even just like in my DMS and people are like, how do you make new friends as an adult? So like, let's say we're talking to a woman Not to get binary, but like, let's say we're talking to a woman in her mid to late 20s, 30s, and the advice that I think circulates social media is like, you know, go to spin class and then talk to the girl that you see all the time after spin class. That's not fucking realistic. It is for me because I can talk to the wall, and I do, but that's not how everybody feels. So what would you actually say to somebody who's like, I'm feeling lost and would love more? meaningful like deep friendships in my life
0: i'm like so bad at this because i like don't want more friends right now um but like i feel like i got them in like the most random ways like i do like, too i think ed and i once went on like a like a champagne tour in france and like made friends like that way of like other people that were there um i know that one
1: tell me the last friend you made and how you made her oh my god or him i
0: feel like i need to look through my phone I think a lot of it honestly is like people like setting you up, you know? Like, yeah. But you know? well, that's, but that's, a, but why are you
1: hesitating? That's a real answer. Well,
0: because then I feel like someone feels like they didn't like go out and like do the work. And I don't think that if someone tells me they're going to a city, I'm going to be like, oh my God, who do I know in that city? And that's totally I'm gonna, like,
1: but what if they don't even have you to begin with to be like, hey, I'm going to Miami. Like, who do you, who do you know? Well, Like, what if they don't have that person that can, like, hook them up, you know? like
0: That's kind of, (laughs) like, I don't know what to do. Like, that's kind of sad. No, I'm kidding. That's got to suck. Okay,
1: I'll tell you what I say. What I say, and again, I'm trying to put myself out of this equation because I'm just a very social person. And especially now, I just talk to everybody and I have, like, this is going to sound bad, but I literally said this in in the episode yesterday. I swear to you, it's like a fucking energy, and I don't mean to get woo-woo, but like once I kind of let go and I had this moment last year, and then I met Mr. Fucking Gray, so I hope he doesn't come back again. But when I get in this mood of just being like, like when I'm just like when I was talking about dating, like right now, I'm finally in the mood to date. I'm finally in, in the mood to have fun again. I felt like I was really closed off all year, and I'm finally just like chilling. I'm not putting in, I'm not putting in the work. Like I'm not I'm not going on dating apps. I'm not doing all this shit. And I swear once you kind of like let go and just like have fun and do little things and kind of build up the momentum, like I swear it's when all these fucking men start pouring in and it's like an unfortunate thing because like men, but also I'm happy about it because like men, you know what I mean? Well, like
0: all but so, come at the same time. So
1: Right, right. So I think it's the same with friends in a way where it's like you just need one, like you just need the one to like build a little momentum. So maybe it's somebody – I love Danielle gave this tip once and she said, look through not, like, through your inventory, but, like, <laughs> think about, like, people that you w- you once knew from the past. Like, is there anybody that you've known for a long time? Maybe they live in your city now. Maybe they don't. Maybe you just remember having one pleasant interaction with them. Just fucking reach out. Like, what is the worst that could happen? I think sometimes people don't want to put themselves in an uncomfortable position, and I understand that, but it's the same with men. Like, you think they're just going to show up at your door like I fucking wish. No, you got to, like, do shit and go leave your house and, like, Even if it's like texting people and being like, hey, like, you know, I'm like really open to dating. If you know any cuties, like, let me know. Like, whatever. Same with friends. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe you might have to feel uncomfortable to find something new or to do something new. How are you
0: actually uncomfortable, though? Like, it's, you know.
1: Just for a second. And then you meet that one friend and then maybe she has a group of friends and you meet them. And then I think it's like little by little, I would say. So my advice is be really friendly Go do things, even if it's by yourself. And if you see somebody else who's sitting alone, I think that's bad advice because no one's going to do that. Ask around. Like, DM – like, message people in your life and, and I don't know, maybe think about somebody that you were once close to or that you once, like, knew and think, like, maybe I'll reach out to them. And I
0: also think instead of just making new friends, it's about, like, maintaining. Like – Strengthening. I think, I think follow-through is really, really important. And, yes. but, like, there are just certain things that you can do with friends that, like – okay, it's not necessarily me, but like this friend that you have that you've like maintained a really good friendship with. Like if you move to like Seattle or something, they may be like, oh my God, I know someone there. And like, that is a, like, you just got to like follow through with people. If you think someone's worth it, follow through because like they may know someone that's also worth it in another city that they like connect you with. And like that, you know, and they'll, the things that they'll say about you, it's like when people are, you're not in the room and people are talking about you, that's like what they'll remember is like, she's always there for my birthday and all this stuff. And like, we have great combos and like she sends me like whatever donuts or something, you know?
1: That's one thing about Moongi
0: is I, I, I have never
1: had a friend in my life that is as detail oriented as you are because she will text me every year on my mom's birthday, my dad's anniversary. Like Literally every fucking year and just been like, hey, I know it's that time of the – year." Like, I – Like, that is something that I love about you and I'm sure everybody says that you. but I think that's something that – I don't know where you got it from, but I, it's such a special trait that you have. I
0: mean, I think some of it's, like, selfish. I think about, like, what would I want if I'm yeah. ever in this position? And so I hope that there's, like, at least one person that's, like, thinking about me on these days, you know? Like –
1: what do you do when you don't feel reciprocity in a friendship that you love and that is important to you? Because if you – obviously, I know your answer with somebody that you don't care about, you'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. But with somebody that you actually care about, what's what do you do? Because I feel like you're really good at communicating.
0: Um, I think like those moments, it's tough because there's – there's like – a good 10 friends that like I would include you in the group where I'm like I think I like would go above and beyond and I do and some things and if something else happened like I would be there so I kind of expect the same thing and there have been moments where I'm like oh I just like didn't I did not expect that person to like do that or not do that and it like makes me sad and now I'm SSRI like I'm prone to crying so like I've cried a little bit um but then I have Ed who, like, in the moment, I don't need him right away to, like, make me think of the good. Like, he'll, you know, men love to fix. So he'll, like, jump right in and be like, but you're so lucky. And I'm like, nope. Eh. Let me be Let me be sad sad for a moment. It's okay to be sad. So I get sad. And then I, like, think about the logical, like, either this person didn't know this thing was going to upset me or, like, logically, they really can't do A, B, or C that I'm asking of them. And that's okay. And it's also okay that I'm sad. I'm not going to be mad at them, but I'm allowed to be sad. And- I can like be sad as long as I want, I'll get to logic and then I'll like get over it. And then there are the people where like, I know what to expect from them. And so I can't really be disappointed because like, this is not a person I'd ever go to for advice. Like you, you know, you have friends that you're like, no, I'm just not. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And so like, I can't be disappointed if they like gave me shit advice because like, I knew that they weren't the person to go to for that.
1: I think expectations is like a – it's like an interesting subject with friendships because, you know, how everybody – I don't understand when people say, you know, like, oh, they just don't have expectations. It's better to not have expectations.
0: Um, no. No. I hold I, to a very high standard because I hold myself to a very high standard.
1: I hope people expect a certain thing from me. So why would I not have the same? Yeah.
0: But I think – You know? I think that we should – I think what we try to avoid is, like – our feelings about things with friends because we're like, well, no, like I don't want this to like turn over into me being mad at them, which is fine. But you can be upset. Like you can be upset and you can let them know you're upset in a kind way and like move on from it. See, I need
1: to, I need to work on this. And we were just talking off air before we started recording because I have this problem and it's pretty much always been this way. And you would think that with all the fucking advice I give and the therapy that I've been in that I would have nailed this by now. But it's still so hard for me where I just cannot navigate uncomfortable conversations or any sort of confrontation. I don't fight with people. And I know that confrontation and fighting are two very different things. But I'm just it's so hard for me. If something is uncomfortable, it's so fucking, like, it's almost like I can't, like, it doesn't come out for me to just vocalize what I should say, which is worse because then I create space and the other person is like, uh, question mark, what? And that's not fair to them. I wouldn't like that either. I wouldn't like that. So why am I doing that? But I'm also on the other, like, I'm over here, like, suffering because I'm like, I know what I'm doing and I know it's wrong and it's making me anxious, but I can't fucking do it. And it happened to me last – was it last week? Yeah, last week it happened to me as well where, like, you know, something hurt my feelings. And I think resentment is, like, the devil, honestly. Like, I don't think people talk about it enough how it it can really just be so, like – I feel like it's, like, poison. It yeah. It's just, like, it's the most awful feeling and I don't want resentment in my life. I don't want to deal with that feeling whatsoever. But then, like, I'll have my feelings hurt and instead of, like, saying something in a kind way because I'm too scared to create an uncomfortable moment, I'll just avoid that and then swallow it and then, like, work through the resentment on my own because I know too well that I don't want to have that feeling.
0: Yeah. But then you're, like, sensitive the next time it happens. Like, you're, like – Totally. You're, like, very ready to be triggered because you haven't, like, talked about it.
1: Right. And it's also, like un- – see, it's, like, I can sit here and say all these things to you and I, I know. Like, I know what's right and wrong. It's just so hard for me. And – even with men too it's like like I, I i never like i'd rather suffer than say something that i need or that i want because i don't want to put i don't want to make anybody else feel uncomfortable and that was like one of the biggest fucking lessons with the last guy was just that i i totally i was uncomfortable for him to be comfortable and i don't want to do that again but i think it's also unfair <laughs>
0: To make people comfortable. Yeah, yeah, so that's absolutely like not. We're not like is by nature, you know. But well, in the moment when you've talked about it, like, have, or have you talked about it when you've like been upset? Has it felt better after?
1: You mean this last time that I my feelings were hurt?
0: In general, with, when with like, men
1: or, or friends, anyone. I'm trying to think of the last time I said I actually vocalized my feelings because so normally what I'll do is like I will vent about whatever happened to somebody else. Like, not that I'm, like, spilling tea or anything. I'm not doing it that way. Um, I'm just saying, oh, like, hey, a, like – Yeah, yeah, I know. But, like, I'll just be like, oh, like, you know, I feel this way and this way and this way. Maybe it's, like, whatever. I'll just, like, vent it out and then I feel better. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I look for evidence, I think since it's rarely happened, since I rarely do it, like, I don't have that, like, repertoire of evidence that I probably need for my anxious fucking brain. But I think it's also unfair because it's, like, I'm not even giving – the people in my life, like the benefit of the doubt, like, it's like, I'm like, I'm already assuming that you're going to be upset if I say something where it's like, why are you thinking, why are you thinking that way of them? Like, give them, you're not even giving them the chance, honestly, to show you that they're more than capable of having a conversation with you about it.
0: Well, a few things you're infantilizing them and basically making it seem like they can't handle. Totally. So like,
1: I would just rather die than anyone be upset at me.
0: And but they'll get over it. Also, I know. like my anxiety, if I am upset with someone, everything like gets held in my stomach. So I have to have conversations because otherwise I will make myself like sick and I'll just be like, literally be in the bathroom. Sorry, y'all. But I'd literally be in the bathroom if I don't like get it out. So I have to get it out and like talk about it with people, which has like pushed me because I'm like, I'd rather just have this- Yeah, you don't want to be sick. For 20 minutes than like be sitting on the toilet. And then afterwards you feel better because either like they understood- and you move forward or they didn't understand and, like, maybe it opens up to more conversations or, like, it's the catalyst to, like, hey, we're going to – our friendship's going to look a little different, you know?
1: Yes. You're right. I know. it's. I'm working on it. I really am. Um, okay. To wrap up, I want to wrap up on a happy note.
0: Okay. Well, I actually have one piece of homework that I want you to do. Tell me. So once a week, I don't care who you do it to. It can't be the same person every week. I want you to, like, share a win no matter how big or how small it is. Wow, I love that. It's something you struggle with, so you have to do it once a week. Oh. And I get it. because I didn't sign up for this. (laughs) I don't care. I'm I'm learning to do it. I I get why you struggle with it. The reason I struggle with it is because I've always felt that, like, or it's not that I felt. People have always made it seem like the things that I have – are because of my grandfather. So I'm like, okay, then- Everything was given to you. Yeah, they don't think I like worked hard for this. Like, did he write my book for me? Like, no. Yeah. And so, so then I don't want to like brag about things because again, I'm like all these people that my therapist is like, who? I'm like, they they don't think I did anything. I mean, there was literally a rumor going around AU that I got into the sorority as a transfer because of my grandfather. And I was like, so you're telling me a priest got me into a (laughs) sorority? The, first the, time math, the math isn't mathing. Literally. I was like, no, that's just not true. And so like that stuff has just like always been in my brain. It's a trigger for you. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, people don't think that I can like actually do anything on my own. And I know that you struggle with it for other reasons. And so I feel like this is something you got, cause, like there are so many things that like you've done that are like worth celebrating, but like I don't learn about them until like way after because you like aren't putting them out there.
1: Yeah. This is a, This is a therapy thing for sure, dude.
0: Yeah, so homework.
1: Okay, that's tough. And I might forget, but I will try. Oh,
0: well, I might
1: you. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to fucking put it in your G-Cal now, and you're going to text me every week
0: yeah, at the um, same time. Okay. How are you doing? <laughs> what are you sharing today?
1: <laughs> okay, so to wrap up, I want to – two things. I want to quickly talk about two things. First, I want you to tell the audience about the last time I came to Atlanta, just like something funny. Because I feel like I was a tornado that came in and wrecked the city. Like just like your favorite moment from that weekend or like how much fun we had. I think Ed is still hungover from that trip. And that's why I haven't been invited again because he can't handle something else. I but I just want to say that was Lisa freshly out of quarantine, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. That was like fresh, like fresh, like COVID. People like, were just starting to fly again. I
1: literally was on crack. I mean, not literally, but like I was unwell.
0: We, we were also, like, getting ready to celebrate Christmas, like...
1: No, it wasn't Christmas. It was just me no, being bit, locked well, up all, all year. December.
0: Like, we were getting ready to celebrate Christmas. Um, I mean, I don't remember a lot from that weekend either. We had a really good meal. But, like, honestly, it was just us laughing the whole time. Yeah. Know? Like... I think brunch was the best. That's what I was thinking about. It's just us laughing. We loved our waiter. Oh, he was so he, great. But he was literally, like, 18. We were like, okay. He was so he great. Was so sweet. But we were like, oh really you're just okay cool you're young
1: and the food was amazing it was like a spanish like tapas. like tapas we were still drunk from the night before and we just kept going
0: well yeah because i think you woke me up and you were like brunch is in 30 minutes and i was like oh okay and i was like if
1: i don't drink i'm gonna be like just not well at all mom, we
0: called her after brunch when we had like had more drinks
1: oh my god she's used she was to really it okay like
0: screaming at her on the phone
1: so brunch was your favorite. Oh my God. I remember, so I was on Lexapro on that trip and I remember I left my fucking pills in Atlanta. Oh,
0: and man. so my
1: brain did like a 180 when I got back here because I didn't have them for like two days. Oh my God. That was so rough.
0: had poor body. Too, but you were like, no, by the time they get here, it won't.
1: Yeah. Realize. Yeah. No. What do I want to end with? Maybe. Okay. It's going to be a twofold. So tell me three of your green flags in a friend. You know how we always talk about red flags? I want to do green flags. Green flags. Three things that really stick out to you. And then the last question to wrap up will be what is one of your favorite memories that we've had so far?
0: Okay, green flags. I would say, um, I don't want to say sense of humor again, but like. like no, that's. A, like, are you
1: kidding? That's important. Like, but I want to be the funnier one. You know what I mean? laugh at themselves. Yeah. Very important. Who do you think is funnier, you or me? Me. Bitch, hell no.
0: Did would you want the truth? Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we're um, funny
1: in very different ways. I was going to say we're very different funny. Like I'm like a clown, and I think you're just like you're so witty and you're so dry. Okay,
0: thank you. That's like what I want people to think. No, because
1: me. so Mungi, the way that she's funny. You know those people that like are just speak. You're like Courtney, Courtney, Courtney Kar- Kardashian, where she's just like so serious and speaking, but it's like funny
0: oh because she like doesn't like smile
1: right I mean, she doesn't so. even realize it but it's like the way that she's speaking but you're like really 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 witty Love whereas me. where I, when i'm saying something i'm like laughing as well i'm like laughing at my own yeah. self because i'm so funny so your it.
0: laugh is contagious so i like laugh i laugh yeah like um okay so i think someone has to be able to laugh at themselves because i will literally roast you all day yeah and if oh they gotta laugh, have
1: thick skin yeah yeah
0: i also think i also think with sense of humor there's intelligence in there so it's like two
1: people don't talk about this enough funny people are so smart you got to be smart to be funny unless you're just like like, goofy that's different
0: quick with it yeah no um also I think empathetic like you said you pick up everyone's energy and I'm an empath and I feel like I've like always carrying people's energy yep though I did hear once that only narcissists think they're empaths so (gasps) I've been trying to say that less I know I was like did you just read me do you know what your
1: do you know what your human design is do you know about that? Projector. projector. Oh, I'm a generator.
0: My mom's a generator. I'm a projector, which really makes sense about why I sleep so much and like can't do a nine to five. We
1: talked about this. We texted there about this. Thing. Yes, you're right.
0: Which is why you just like can't get it. Yeah, I literally
1: life. can't stop.
0: Um, I'm trying to figure out. I need to find out what Ed says. I feel like he's a generator. I'm he so must
1: too. be a generator for sure.
0: Um, that man is always third... on his feet. Oh, he... I just like, don't know how to do it. third thing. Oof.
1: Oh, I lied. My favorite thing about that trip was Ed was the bartender all fucking weekend and he makes like the best drinks. I remember he texted me before and he's like, what do you like to drink? And I was like, just get me Tito's. He was so offended.
0: He does not drink Tito's. He's like, we don't
1: have that. No, I, I rolled up to like a brand new bottle of like Belvedere, I think. And all weekend long, he would open, he would like knock on the door. I would open and he would have like a beautiful cocktail made for me. Like that is the life I deserve
0: he he thinks he's a bartender. He like calls himself bartender. Um, third thing, oh, there's so many. I'm trying to think like, what what are yours? Something that is so big for
1: me because I'm so sensitive to it, I think is the way it's not a word. It's not an adjective, but it's the reaction I get when I share something special or important or something I'm excited about. Like, I'm so – because I rarely do that, like, as you just fucking gave me this homework assignment. So I guess that would be, like – I don't know. Maybe somebody who thinks with, like, abundance because when people think abundantly, they're able to celebrate other people. The
0: thing. Because yeah, it doesn't – like right. Anything.
1: It doesn't mean – it doesn't affect them. They know it's just more for everybody to go around. So that's, like, one of my biggest ones, I think.
0: Yeah. um, I guess I would say, like, maybe introspective because, like – I think you can be really empathetic but if you don't also have like introspection to be like okay well I'm empathetic but I need to like have boundaries like it kind of just ends up being like self-harm.
1: Honestly somebody who goes to therapy (laughs)
0: like that's a requirement. So, So important so important and then okay I think I have two favorites because I think it was hilarious when we were in London and we like held snakes like that oh my was god snake. i
1: like had just we, gotten lip fillers
0: and i yeah, held a fucking snake on the we middle like, of the road i looked at the picture the other day and i was like who like when did i ever think i should hold a snake you like, need to send that
1: to it. me so i can post it when this goes live
0: our faces oh and then oh my, also god, my face my we busted lips madrid, i think we probably said this on the last one but we're in madrid and we're like oh no okay so tonight we're just gonna like go out for like some dinner and a little hookah sure. and then like <laughs> got home at like 6 a.m. Like,
1: (laughs) No we got home at like 7 in the morning in different vehicles like I got home first and you weren't fucking home yet I had like three boyfriends that night
0: you really did and like one of your boyfriends was friends with not my boyfriend but (laughs) somehow still got home at six so I think that was like the funniest thing because we literally thought we were just going to dinner
1: I'm not gonna say that the third boyfriend I had wasn't wasn't was fifty, but I'm also not gonna say that
0: sixty, definitely sixty. Oh. <laughs> like, how did I? He's probably dead now. Um, so those, those two, those two trips, like fun, and the next one, South Africa for my party. Can't wait, cannot wait, and we got to do yeah. Miami. You got to oh, come. Yeah. I have to because I love Miami. So. Okay.
1: Gonna... Thank you so much for this beautiful fucking episode. I feel like I, I just talked shit with you too. for an hour. I feel so lucky. And like my cup feels so filled up right now. Um, I would say, where can people find you? But I don't know if you want to be found.
0: <laughs> I don't think they want to find me. There's like nothing to find really.
1: Oh my God. That is. Um, excuse me. Are you, are you an author?
0: What? Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't post anything anymore,
1: though. Well, Moongi had a podcast, and it was incredible. I'm still going to link it if you guys want to listen to her and her incredible fucking conversations. She also has a book, No Biggie. I'll link it as well. Remember when you gave me one to give away, and I never gave it away because you signed it, so I kept it. I was like, this is going to be worth gold one day, oh, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. still have it. So, no, yeah, it's mine. It. Sorry, guys. You, anyway, okay. Thank you so much. You Love you. Love you.